Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another amazing guest joining us, Prophet William Sozi, and he's representing the Prophet William Sozi Ministries as well. So it's such a pleasure to have you here today. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you are. You have so many things. I was reading your description just a few minutes ago, and music is a huge inspiration in your life. You've been following the Lord for many yeah. years now, and God has been speaking some amazing things for you. And you've also been sharing that on your social media, your YouTube, those things that are out there. And so we're going to talk more about your ministry today and the things that you're doing. But first, I just want to get to know you a little bit better. Tell us a little bit about who you are, your Christian story, why you're a believer in Jesus, and then we'll go from there. Okay, so um, I'd uh, like to thank everyone who is listening, everyone who is uh, watching. Thank you so much for being a part of this show. Um, well, my name is uh, William Sozi, and um, I have, um, I'm referred to as a prophet of God uh, because of um, the kind of life that I'm living in, um, the kind of life I've grown up in. I've grown up in a Christian background. Um, both my parents are pastors, but uh, my father passed on. He's the one um, who ushered me uh, into salvation and into knowing the Lord, into um, getting to learn how to pray and all that. So he had a ministry um, in Uganda. That's where I grew up from. Um, then slowly by slowly, I began uh, my musical journey as well. You've read about that. Uh, I read, I started up um, from from there basically. And then uh, my father passed on, so my mother kept on uh, running my dad's ministry. And um, a few years ago, the Lord spoke to me and he told me that uh, he wants me to start up a ministry. And um, that is exactly um, what I am doing now. I am basically delivering the word of God as it is unfiltered to his people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And what are some of the things that you've been doing since your conversion in the Lord Jesus? What are some of the things that you've been doing with the ministry? Well, that that, that is an interesting question. You know, um, you know, I've grown up in a Christian home. I've grown up knowing Jesus, but you know, everyone gets to that point, you know, you get to a point where, you know, your faith just loses and, you know, you lose your faith, you lose your belief in the Lord, you know, you ask yourself, is God really there? Is Jesus really there? You know, will I ever, you know, um, get out of a certain situation? Will I prosper in life? Will I, you know, move forward? So um, that is exactly how it was with me. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, but that 
doesn't mean that I necessarily grew up 100% a believer. Because in my earlier years, I used to doubt a lot. I am the type of child who used to ask, um, how on earth could Noah build an ark? And um, mm-hmm. how on earth could this happen and that happen? So I had a lot of doubts in my heart. And um, well, one thing led to another, like I'm going to explain today and share my story with you. Um, I've come to learn that um, God is bigger than just a concept. Jesus is bigger than just a concept because Jesus is a lifestyle. Jesus is a reality. You know, you live by his ways. And then when you live by his ways, you get to learn him better and you get to learn him more. So um, it really wasn't an easy journey because um, initially when I started um you know, I, I'm just to give you a little bit of background. I um, actually went to medical school, so I had that whole science background going on. And then I also, um, at some point, the music part of me kind of um, overrode the Christian part back then when my faith was still low. So I was producing music for a lot of secular musicians, you know, worldly musicians. Basically, I was utilizing my god-given uh, gift to the world and you know when you use your god-given gift to and you know to the world what you the fruits you bear are worldly fruits and not you know godly fruits so it was really um a a a, a, a hard transition i have to be honest because a lot of my life was built on um on on, on people of the earth and people of the world and then Eventually, um, God called me. I remember that day um, so well. Um, I had just finished. Uh, we finished uh, finished the funeral of my late father. Um, it should have been about a year. It should have been two years afterwards. And um, I was driving. There is an expressway here in Uganda. I was driving. I was going to see a friend of mine in a place called Entebbe. So I, I live towards Munyonyo. Uh, you probably have no idea where those places are, but um, just yeah, just bear with me. So I was driving from Monyonyo going to Entebbe uh, in the ex- on the expressway. It's a long freeway, and then I was driving my father's car. Um, it wasn't a dream. When I say it wasn't a dream, it wasn't a dream. It was reality because I remember that day so well. Then the car got lifted up. I found myself in a place full of light and abundance. That is an experience I will never forget in my whole life. The time I actually was blessed enough to have that interaction uh, with uh, you know, a, a force of nature so powerful that I've, I can't even describe the way I was feeling because I was nervous. And then the Lord commanded me, told me, go and serve me. Go and heal the sick through me. I will empower you. I remember those words so well. Then I found myself, uh, just to make the whole long story short, I found myself here uh, back on earth. But remember, I was still coming from a point of low faith, uh, this is your music junkie and your science guy, your science freak, you know. So yeah. <laughs> I'm opposing all the principles of the Bible, all the principles of God, all the principalities, you know, the way God wants me to live. I'm living a different life from that life. So um, what happens? Um, yeah. 
So um, what happens? I come back, um, find myself back on earth. So I share this story with my mom. And then my mom is like, you know, give it time. Uh, see what God wants you to do. So I gave it time. I prayed upon it. I decided to pray, actually. If I'm to be honest, I wasn't prayerful. In as much as, yes, I grew up in a Christian home, but I it's not like you grow up in a Christian home and you're 100% believer. So I just had that as like a tag on my face. I grew up in a Christian home, grew up in a Christian home, and it was just kind of like a face thing you put out there. So um, eventually um, I opposed and I was like, I'm not going to do it. Um, I have a lot of better things I can do with my life. And I, I opposed. So I went and I began... Um, I started up several businesses. Um, I was drawing money from um, here and there, taking out loans, you know, convincing investors to invest with me, and it would work out. But I remember the day I got uh, a vision, and the Lord told me that whatever you're doing, you're wasting your time. And I got several of these encounters, but, you know, there's a way you just kind of, mm, you're like, let me keep pushing. It could be just my mind is playing tricks on me or games on me. So I kept on pushing, and I can tell you this. Um, three of the businesses that we began, one of them caught fire. One of them wow. ended, and the other one um, dissipated. The people just ran off. So everything I had started in my own power failed, and it, it didn't work out. So I wondered and said, now what's going on? And I was at a, the most vulnerable point I've ever been in my life. And then, you know, the Lord commanded me and told me that, you know, I called you, I called you, I called you, you've not paid me, but these are the consequences that come out. So eventually, mm -hmm. I began ministry slowly by slowly, and I began, you know, reading my Bible more and more often. I began praying and meditating upon it more and more often, slowly by slowly. I saw the hand of God now being more evident in my life, I saw increment in terms of faith and, you know, spiritual um, consistency. Um, I began to, you know, connect more with with Jesus. And um, eventually, um, you know, one thing led to another, the blessing of the Lord is sufficient for all. Um, yeah. And God managed to bless me. But I can tell you that... Um, Life right now, you know, being where I am spiritually, I'm just um, doing very well um, for myself at a spiritual level first. Um, I feel like I am a completely different person than the person that I was a couple of years ago because his grace is sufficient and sufficient. It is. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing that a little bit of your story. Now I feel like I know you a little bit better. And I can ask you some more yeah. detailed questions about your life and yeah. the way that God is using you. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Young But With a Purpose is a global youth movement centered on cultivating the spiritual heart, moving you from a place of boredom to a deeper place with God through fascination with Jesus Christ. Moving from boredom to God's purpose prepares you to be used to expand the kingdom of God. Find more information at www.ybwap.org. That is www.ybwap.org. 
Coconut Country Living was started with a simple yet somewhat daunting mission to heal the world through tasty superfoods. Searching the world to bring you the best organic coconut products, spices, and super greens, they have gathered the highest quality organic ingredients that satisfy your palate and every healthy diet. If you're ready to take the next step of strengthening, healing, and making things right, then visit coconutcountryliving.com for more information. And so one of those questions that you call yourself a prophet of the Lord. And so at one point you said that the Lord called you, right? He spoke to you. But what is your primary message as a prophet? What is that message today? Um, you know, when we when we're talking about um, the, pro, the in the book of Revelation, the Bible says that um, prophecy is um, is the testimony mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. Now, when um, when we look at the the prophetic in itself, because we have the whole Christian, um, the whole Christian body. But then, if we're to like uh, specialize and you look at the prophetic, the prophet, the prophetic, or the the role of any prophet, um, because there there are people who claim, you know, you can you 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 say you're a prophet. It's a, it's only a claim until it is proven beyond a reasonable doubt that um, you you are indeed a prophet. And the Bible is very clear. It tells you. If he speaks in my name and it doesn't happen, then you will know that he is false. Now, mm-hmm. what justifies me to call myself a prophet? Actually, funny thing is, I didn't even know I was a prophet all the time I was serving God because I've been in ministry for a long time. I actually started preaching when I was about age six. I was in my dad's wow. uh, ministry. Yeah, I guess have your, but, your parents um, I was, been pastors, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So by age six, seven, I was already praying. And um I didn't know. I, I knew I was called because even in school, in school I used to get into a lot. The school I was in didn't really um it was very sensitive about, you know, such stuff. So I would just go and I would like I used to they used to call me the fortune teller. He can know what's gonna happen to you, he knows what's happened to you. But I didn't really even understand what it was. All I knew is that I could look at someone and know something that's going to happen to them. Now it wasn't until I grew to a certain, you know, to a certain spiritual maturity to know that indeed this is this was actually God speaking to me to serve Him in the prophetic. Now, um, the primary coming back to your question, the primary role of a prophet or anyone who claims to be a prophet. You must, there are two things. Number one, the Bible is very clear. It says you must first test the fruit, test the spirit, sorry, and see the fruit that comes out of it. Now, testing the the fruit of prophecy is very simple. Prophecy has to come true. It has to pass. You know, if you're to go, I don't want to, I'm not really a person who likes to brag and talk about myself, but um, just for the record, if you're to go online and you just type my name on Google, you'll see all the prophets, the, sorry, the prof, the prophecies I've given um, coming to pass. The most recent one was the one of the um, the Queen, the Queen of England. I talked about this um, three months ago. I talked about it not once, not twice, but almost four times in my different fellowships. Um, fellowship videos, they're all there on YouTube. 
Now, everyone, when, when it happened, everyone came out lashing at me, saying that, oh, she was old anyway, she was bound to die. Let me tell you, for as long as you clock 50 years, you are old. Mm -hmm. Okay? You are old. Now, this queen died, this lady died at 90-something. That means she's been old for a little over 45, 46, 47 years. But when I spoke about it just three months ago, two months, four months, it happened. Now, those are some of the things that show you or that validate your claims as a prophet. They're the ones that show you that if someone has said something and it happens, then that means that, oh, no, even if you don't necessarily believe in this person, you know, lend him an ear and see what he has to say, you know, about your life. So basically we are there or I'm there to say, yeah, what God has to say into someone's life. Because I can tell you this, um, people, people are really, people, people are suffering, you know, people are going through hell. People are um, going through a lot and they don't know where to turn. You know, they don't know where to turn. You know, people pray and they're, they're going through a lot. The world we live in, you know, where the devil is roaming the earth left, right, and center. It gives you that peace of mind when at least you know what's going on in your life and how you can overcome it. Because the Bible says everything is possible in his name. And indeed, it is possible. Everything is possible. Yeah. What would you say is the purpose of prophecy? Yeah, like I, like I told you, um, the scripture says prophecy is um, the testimony um, mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. There, there are times I'm on the, like I'm, I'm in, I could be in the supermarket because here um, I'm quite popular here in Uganda. A lot of people you know, have come to know about me, my prophecies and all that, the way God is using me. So I could be somewhere and then, you know, someone will be like, oh my God, that's a prophet. That's prophet William. So then they'll be like, I have my sister here. Um, she's not a believer. Just prophesy and, um, and, and show her that you're a true prophet. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. it, it is something I can't do. Because the moment, you know, there's a thin line between prophecy and bragging. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a very, it's just a very thin line. Now, if I'm to come just to prove it, that means I am, if I prophesy, for that specific purpose, I am proving a point to your friend. Yeah. yeah. You know, instead of proving a point, I'm supposed to. It's supposed to be a testimony of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And let's go back to the word about the the queen for a second. Explain a little bit deeper with this word specifically. How did this glorify the Lord? Like you're saying with prophecy. Yeah. Now, when a prophecy like the the queen's uh, the queen's prophecy comes to pass, um, there are two things that happen. The first one that happens is it creates a certain because um, you're going to hear that you, the unbeliever, if let's give an example, an unbeliever hears that prophecy, the unbeliever is gonna be like, "Ah, oh, these guys, they they just say whatever they want nowadays. They're going crazy. They're going nuts." But then four months down the line, you was like, this guy is going nuts. He's going crazy. Once it comes to pass, you'll remember. You remember now, yeah. do you know that that alone can win a soul for Christ? You know, when, 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 um, when somebody who wasn't a believer sees something, you know, the Lord put us there because he knows 
Because the Bible, mm. the Bible tells us that um, you're supposed to have faith before you even see, you know. You're supposed to accept before you even see. You know, blessed are those who um, accept before they see. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens is this. Someone will see that testimony and they won't have that faith then. But once it comes out, God, you know, the Lord is very smart. He knows his people. Much as blessed are those who um, accept before they actually see. He knows there are a lot of people who will actually accept only when they've seen. I don't know whether that makes sense to you. So yeah, we we are there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so we are there to primarily um instill faith in people, but not in a form of going and you know haunting you with the word of God, but part of what we do, um, the residual effects of them is instilling faith and ultimately the whole the bigger picture is winning more souls for christ as possible you know so that is at an unbelievers um aspect then when you look at a believer's aspect do you know that when you speak something and it happens you're going to have this person who has the faith yeah they know jesus is there and, and you know what not they have a bit of an idea of the lord once they see this prophecy coming to pass, they'll be like, wow. Mm-hmm. So it means, you know, the Lord really is there. You know, I talked about the the war that went on with Russia and Ukraine last year. You know, I was very specific with it. And so many other the floods here in Uganda and so many other events that have, have gone on in the world. So someone, someone sees that, they'll be like, it seems there is something about this person. Let's give him an ear. Mm-hmm. And talking a little bit more about prophecy, because it, we don't have a lot of people come on and talk about prophecy. So I'm asking you all the questions that I think our audience would want to know. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think that they're they're interested in this. Yeah, no, that's so, perfectly fine. Talking about prophecy. So the reason I'm a, I'm a missionary today is because I received a word of the Lord saying, I see you in Asia working in the rice fields with children. And so that's a word that I prayed on. And it was definitely the Lord. I did go to Asia and serve in ministry in Thailand and Cambodia. And now I'm serving in Brazil as a missionary. And so I absolutely believe in the word of the Lord. And I think that this is amazing. In that word specifically for me, the Lord was using this to confirm something that was already in my heart, right? The the word was given and it confirmed it was already there. Would you say that this is a lot of prophecy as well, confirming what's already been started? Would you say that that's true? Yeah, you you know we we um we we servants of God, you know we <clears throat> there there are different levels. Let me say, uh, of 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 prophecy, you know there is there's a prophecy you can receive now, like your God can instruct you mm-hmm. go here, go there, go and do this, you know. There 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 are different levels, and at the same time, uh, you should be knowing this as well. There are different depths. Um, of 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 prophecy because their their prophecies now like um, okay personally with me the prophecies I can give um, personal prophecies like between me and someone 
and then I can give you a, a one-on-one prophecy. And if there's a problem, we pray about it. And then there are nationwide prophecies, you know, that um, you give to a nation. And then there are worldwide prophecies to do with climate in the long run and, you know, um, uh, future prospects, things that are going to happen in the future, things that are bound to happen in you know, in a certain specific um, time frame and uh, and all that. Now, unfortunately, or um, sometimes, um, and I've found this a lot with people who have just been called into um, serving God. Do you know that um, someone may not necessarily be a false prophet, but the the way they decipher the prophecy, you know, matters as well, because mm-hmm. you can see yourself in a vision and you see. You're in another country. You're, you can see, for example, you're in maybe South Africa or you're in um, any country. Maybe you you may think that God is telling you to go there, yet in actual sense, he's telling you to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the discernment you, you is get, a huge part of prophecy. A exactly. huge part. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you, if you, you've talked about it, the discernment. Now, if you can't discern, now the problem we have is these people, uh, a lot of people discern with their minds and not the mind of God, you know. Now, once you do, yeah, now once you do that, you're going to get the, you're going to get it all wrong because prophecy is much bigger than the human mind. Prophecy is much bigger than just you and me. Prophecy is God Himself, you know. So the, 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 that's the, the problem that we, we're currently facing right now is that there are a lot of people, yes, they are prophets, they are called, you find they have the true anointing, but because they've not yet gotten to a certain level of spiritual maturity, they whatever they see, they just talk. I can tell you this, the things I know about people that I keep to my heart, even up to now, and the things which I talk are just a few, it's just a little bit, because of two main things. Number one, um, based I release you know the information out of me based on you know the will of God. Secondly, you know you can give someone a prophecy and um, it affects them for the rest of their lives. You know, so yeah, so you 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 have to you have to really be extremely prayerful for you to have that discernment. But um, now, like um, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are facing certain issues. By the way, let me um, just put this out there. There are lots of people out there who are facing certain issues. And you find that these issues um, are more spiritual than they are physical. I've met people who um, you know, have issues. Let's say I'm giving you an example of marriage. And you find they have a you know marriage issue. So once you do not deal with the spiritual aspect first and you deal with the physical things that you see with your mm-hmm. eyes, um, you'll forever be in a loop. Because even if you're to see the best marriage counselors, the best uh, relationship coaches and all that and all that and all that, if you haven't yet strengthened this spiritual side of yourself and actually getting to know what's going on behind the scenes, if you don't know that, then you are in big trouble. But once you, there's always a difference between someone who is spiritual and someone who is mm-hmm. operating just by, you know, the physical alone. 
So um, I believe it's it's very important to put the spiritual aspect first before anything. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us some of your amazing testimonies of words that you've given that have happened uh, maybe in someone's life or another situation like that? Okay, so uh, wow. There are so many. I receive so many people who come to me with um, asking for prophetic word. Okay, I can give you um, about maybe three or four of them of the highlights that um, yeah, have really, really, yeah, even me myself, you know, I receive these things from God, but there's some things I look at and I'm like, wow. So there's a lady who came to me. Um, she's been... Um, looking for conception this was about a year i think a year and a half we're just coming out of covid i think so um she's been looking she was looking for conception and um she came to me her friend brought brought her to me and um well this lady was close to 70 years they'd been together with her husband nothing they were looking for conception 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 nothing so god revealed to me that the first children she's gonna have listen are gonna be twins not a child but twins now we prayed over this of course we prayed and prayed and the woman was of course very doubtful she was like i'm grown i'm almost you know 70 60 something it can't be, it can't be. I told her, no. The word of God that I've received, I'm sure of it. So we prayed, and um, wow. after a little over a year, she got her twins, and she brought them to me. Actually, she named the young twin after me, uh, William. So yeah, that was a very astounding, you know, very astonishing um, moment. And the second, let me see, you know, there's so many right now on spot, uh, the second one, okay, the second one was to do, I think I can call him uh, the engineer. He was an engineer here in Uganda. So he was about to lose his job. He came to me, asked me, Prophet, what can I do, this and that. Um, going to lose my job, and yet I have, you know, payments to make it my life mortgage and all that. I don't know what I'm going to do. So the Lord revealed to me that um, this man had some enemies. You know, that's another thing. There are a lot of enemies who are behind us that we don't know until you pray. So God eventually showed me the enemy who was at his workplace. So he was supposed to receive a resignation letter on that Monday, but instead it is the other guy who, and I told him, the enemy, the one who receives that letter is the one who has been against you. And indeed it was the other person, one of his workmates who was, whom they were going with to the field, is the one who received and not him. So that was um, very, very um, astounding. Maybe the, another one are the floods, the floods here in Uganda. I spoke of them um, a while back, and uh, um, I think it was after two months uh, it happened. Um, another one was to do with the, um, the pol there's a politician here in parliament who died. God showed him to me as well that he was going to pass on. Actually, I mentioned the dates and I told the people those dates, and, and I told them we have to pray um, about about those dates. And in, on that specific date is when that man um, that man passed on. So there, there are a lot, the countless prophecies, countless. Mm. And let me ask mm -hmm. for our audience as well: a prophet 
of the Lord, let's say this is one of the fivefold ministry. How do people recognize if they are, if they have one of these giftings? Let's say it like this. Okay, so um, that's a really good question. There are a lot of people out there who have actually had spiritual encounters, mm -hmm. but um, you see, what I've learned with these gifts is if you don't have an environment that's conducive to nurture them or to grow them, they will die out. So um, if you had a vision or a visitation from God, there are very many people, even right now watching us, I'm sure there are people relate to these visitations from the mm -hmm. Lord, uh, you know, who have had visitations and um, spiritual encounters, strong spiritual encounters, but because they've never had someone, number one, to relate to them and the environment they've been in, you know, there are people who even fear saying these things and someone will keep it at his heart. And the Lord has called him, called him years ago, years upon years ago. But he knows that he has a mission, but because everyone around him is, you know, so carnal, so humanly, they will ne not believe him. So for fear of embarrassment, they keep quiet. But one of the ways you can tell it starts out, you know, these things start at an early age. You find that all the dreams that you have come to pass, or most of them, they come to pass. Or whenever you have a dream about someone, you meet them that same day or the next day or in that same week, you know. Um, now, like with me, um, that's what I was telling you is that you can't express yourself fully with people because let me tell you of a, a personal scenario it's very hard to believe but um i'm going to share it with you so when my mother was pregnant with me there's a day when they went to the beach um they went to the beach with my dad uh, this was years ago and i was still in the womb now when i grew up uh i told her this encounter this experience i told her there's a time you and you were pregnant with me and I was this month old. You went to the beach, you did this and that, you did this and that. And it came to me in form of a vision, like a dream of everything. Mm. So I wanted, I asked her because I wanted, I asked her like a confirmation, like as I wanted to confirm, is this God really speaking to me or am I, is my mind just playing, you know, games? Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and she was like, how do you know this? How do you know this? And I was like, no, I had this vision where you went and I was in the womb and you went. And then I was so specific to the point that they, on the way back, they stopped by um, the supermarket to buy some stuff. Even the change they gave her back in cash, I told her about it. And she was like, how did you know this? So these are some of the things that, you know, we go through, mm -hmm. but because the environment around you is not conducive for you to grow your spiritual gifts, you find a lot of people on the wrong path of life. And that is one of the worst things, to find yourself on a path that is different from the one the Lord created for you. Because in doing that, you find that the, the, the path of the Lord is, is the right path, is the path you are created for. But the other path it is a dry path. It has no blessing. It has nothing to do with God. You're just living a life, walking and moving uh, on your own, you know. So um, 
it's very important uh, that we put uh, God first, but also understanding the signs that God is speaking to you something that is beyond your understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going into 2023 here in just a couple weeks, I know there's a lot of problems going on in the world. A lot of the things the enemy's trying to take us out of the the direction the Lord is sending us in. And so what would your encouraging mm-hmm. word be for our audience today? Um, 2023 is a year, like I've talked about it before. It is the year for the, the spiritually equipped. Um, you need to in- equip yourself spiritually. You need to, if you've been praying one hour, you need to pray for three. If you've been, you know, just reading your Bible 10 minutes, you need to read it for now, whole hour. Because if you do not have the spiritual equipment uh, that you need, uh, then 2023 may not be um, the best year for you. I've spoken about it. But for those of us, or for those of you uh, who are um, very, very, very spiritually equipped, I believe this will be one of the best years ever to remember. Amazing. (laughs) I certainly hope that that's true. Excellent. If you could leave our audience with yeah. one overall point today, what do you think that would be? Mm-hmm. What do you think that would be? Um, that would be to understand that the spiritual world is much closer to you uh, than you think. It is not a dream. It's not a fantasy. It is what controls your reality. And the moment you neglect the spiritual side of things, um, the physical is bound to fall apart. So, what I say is first cling on to God and the rest will fall into place at God's specified time. Yeah. Father, the Lord, seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Yeah, and, and all, all these things will be added to you. Amazing. William, thank you so much for so, all the things that you shared today. And I really appreciate oh, the you. words that you brought to share with our audience. Where can our audience find you, find your content online? Or um, you could go to the website, that's um, prophetsozi.com, or um, Facebook, uh, which is still Prophet William Sozi, double S-O-Z-I, and Instagram is the same thing as well. Okay, I'll add and those my links email for as well. to check below. Yeah, tell us your email yeah. as well, please. My email is uh, prophetsozi, double S-O-Z-I, prophetsozi at gmail.com and we can send you a message send you an email looking for prayer looking for other things like this yeah um i get time because most times i'm in prayer actually i'm devoted at the hill in prayer but i get time every day and i go through my emails and respond all of them uh, at an appropriate time and just to confirm william you are in uganda right now yes Yes, I am in Uganda. That is where my ministry is. But I have very different, uh, very many different branches uh, spread out all over Africa. But uh, our main branch is here in uh, in Uganda. Well, it's such a pleasure to have a guest from Uganda. <laughs> I don't remember if you're the first one, but <laughs> I think we've had other guests from Africa. I don't remember exactly where, but it's an absolute pleasure to have you today. If you can end our time with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. All right, let us close our eyes in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord God, to bestow upon whichever listener 
or whichever viewer is watching this, Father, bestow upon them your angelic power to touch and deliver, prosper, and show them that you are the true God, the God of Israel, Father, in the name of Jesus, God of Abraham, in the name of Jesus, God of Elijah, God of Moses. Father, I ask you to bestow upon whoever is watching me a grace to learn and understand you more and more and more in the name of Jesus. And you fulfill all their needs, Father. For you say in Philippians 4.19 that you'll fulfill all their needs according to your riches in glory, Father. May you bring them closer and closer to you, Father, as the days go by. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.